upon a time in a world with faith and fairness. There was something hidden. Down the boundary! He's gonna go! Bobcats lead! Pitch on the way for Mikulacic. We got a miss! Mikulacic gets the strikeout! And for the first time in school history, the Bearcats are going to the Super Regionals! Get ready for a next level show. Welcome to Chasing the Cup. Here's your host, Ryan Reynolds. Welcome everyone to episode 7 of Chasing the Cup, the 7th installment of the Sam Houston Athletics podcast that guides you through the Bearcats' journey as the department competes to claim its conference-leading 7th Southland Conference Commissioner's Cup. I'm your host, Ryan Reynolds. We have a jam-packed show for you guys this week. I talk Bearcat football with Houstonian Editor-in-Chief Tyler Josephson. The number 15 ranked Bearcats dominated at the Battle of the Piney Woods. And we'll talk a little preview of what's to come at Northwestern State this weekend. After my talk with Tyler, Chase in the Cup sits down with senior safety Adrian Contreras to discuss the season and his personal journey through football. Coming out of this week's sit-down, we have our Bearcat call the show and our weekly update. Volleyball saw the court over the weekend and on Tuesday. And hey, the Sam Houston soccer team notched his first conference win of the season. Yes, you heard that right. A win. But how did it happen? Stick around to find out. We kick off Chasing the Cup after a word from our local sponsor. Fans, want to get into Bearcats athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to Bearcats athletic events when you show proof of membership at the ticket office. Texas Farm Bureau members receive many great offers and benefits throughout the Lone Star State. Visit texasfarmbureau.org sports to learn more about how you can get free tickets just by becoming a Texas Farm Bureau member. Texas Farm Bureau, a proud partner of Sam Houston State Athletics. Joining me now on Chasing the Cup to talk Sam Houston State football is Houstonian Editor-in-Chief Tyler Josephson. How are you feeling after that Piney Woods win? Hyped, man. I think that's the word. I think that's the word um, a lot of people are feeling. I think the other one you can throw in there is relieved, honestly, um, to, to look at this point in the season and say, hey, the Bearcats are 3-2. and two. Not necessarily a huge surprise or a shock to me, you know, with those couple of losses, but to look two weeks ago and say, hey... This team is one and two, and to, and to look at the offensive, you know, or lack of offensive stats, I guess, that have been put up uh, was a little concerning. But what a game, Ryan. What a game. Yeah, what a game. Hyped indeed. Tyler, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? All right, so you said it, Houstonian editor in chief. That's a big one for me. Um, that consumes a lot of my time right now. Um, other than that, I'm, I'm a double major in mass communications and English, uh, getting ready for graduation, uh, just like you. And turning my sights towards graduate school and uh, uh, just a sports aficionado. I was your sports editor during your time at the paper um, and uh, being on the mic with you is, is nothing new. We've, we've done sports podcasts. We've done non-sports related stuff. Um, but yeah, school, work, sports. That's it. And you certainly have a great mind for sports, which is why I wanted to bring you on the show this week. We've watched pretty much all the Bearcat football games together this season. We have our fair share of commentary on the sideline. But why don't you tell our listeners your thoughts on the season so far? Is this what you expected? Yeah, I, I think up to this point in the season, um, for the most part, you know, I, I did a recap of our spring game 
uh, when we were getting ready for, for football season, and, and I made a comment that this is going to be a different Bearcats football team this year. Uh, there, there's going to be some names that need to step up that you know we haven't necessarily heard in the past. Kyran Jackson is one of them. KJ coming out of the backfield has been huge. Tyler Scott as a receiver. Um, we won't even talk about how that man gets put in motion 19 times a game. Um, but uh, guys like that. But to, to say that you know we had those couple early losses in a top-heavy schedule, I, I don't think it's detrimental to this team. Um, but, you know, it, there's a transition period. I, I think we expected it. Casey Keeler talked about it a lot coming into the season. And I think it's it's been handled well. And one of those reasons is Ty Brock. Yeah, definitely Ty Brock. And going into the season, you can't expect everything to be dandelions and roses, especially after graduating the players that you graduated. Jeremiah Briscoe, PJ Hall, Corey Avery. But I don't think anyone expected SHSU to start the season 1-2 and two with back-to-back losses. Which, by the way, was the first time since 2015 that happened, and the seven points against Nichols was the lowest against the Southland Conference opponent since 2009. Just kind of throwing those stats out there to paint a picture of, you know, how this team really started. But things are starting to trend in the right direction. Yeah, they, they definitely are. And, you know, to say that this team is 3-2 and two now, I don't think is a fair statement. To say that this team started 1-2 and two with the struggles that it did, and then to kind of split the season right there after the bounce back from Nichols... And say, hey, you know, this team is 2-0 and under Ty Brock, I think is a new Bearcats football team. You know, you can look at that 1-2 and start, and then you can say, yeah, but starting with UCA, we ran the table with Ty Brock in the backfield. And I think that's kind of how you have to look at this season moving forward. And the Cats look like a brand new football team in that Piney Woods win. The Cats defeated SFA last Saturday, 54-21, to to extend their Piney Woods win streak to eight games. And that win over the Lumberjacks was actually the Bearcats' second straight, which is the team's first winning streak of the season. You know, what are your thoughts on that game? That it, that it was complete. It was an all-around win. It was a team win. Um, you know, not that the other efforts haven't been, but Prairie View was just a dogfight. You know, then then you drop a couple of games and, and you just have an abysmal showing at Nichols. And you come back and the UCA game was great, but the offense, you know, kept you in that. There were a couple defensive stands. But this game, when the turning point is a, is a defensive play and when, you know, you go on to literally just dominate three and a half quarters of that football game, um, it, it's something that you needed to see. You needed to see 54 points put up. You needed to see your opponent being held to a few touchdowns here and there. One of them, you know, coming in at the complete end in garbage time by SFA. And uh, I, I think it's 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 going to be a good thing for Casey Kilo looking at the road test that they have coming up to say we were able to play a complete 60-minute football game. Definitely a complete 60-minute football game. We're kind of pinning Ty Brock as that player that's, you know, transformed this team, actually. You know, with his running ability, his passing ability, his receiving his ability receiving, in yeah. that Piney Woods game. Uh, you know, he showed great poise in that game. Only a second collegiate start, too. He went 16 of 26, 217 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. You know, along with Brock, how about that Bearcat defense? That was definitely the units, you know, we're talking about complete game here. That was the defensive unit's complete game of the season so far. Taking a look at their stats, they only allowed 298 yards of offense, forced three turnovers, two interceptions, one fumble, and one defensive touchdown. They also applied constant pressure to Lumberjack quarterback Foster Sawyer and had a handful of sacks. But most importantly, Tyler, they had probably... The biggest play of the game. You mentioned that pick six. Yeah, you're talking about DJ Curtis. Talk about DJ Curtis. Yeah, DJ Curtis, man. A couple of picks in that game. Um, but that first one, man, a 30-yard pick six return. Game knotted up at 14 at the time. That game at that point felt like it was going to be back and forth. You know, we had it was about 10 minutes in. We had that feeling, hey, this is going to come down to the fourth quarter. And DJ Curtis said, nah, man, I'm literally taking this game into my hands. 30-yard pick six. Took it back 21-14. Bearcats runoff. Was it 37 unanswered 37 points? 37 unanswered, yes. And um, just... 
yeah, literally taking it to the house, and he took the game with him, and from then on, it was just easy sailing for both sides of the ball. And that pick six was a momentum swinger. Casey Keeler even said it in the press conference after the game. SFA scoring 14 of its 21 points in the first quarter. That play happened, and guess what? The Cats reel off 37 unanswered points. Let's transition out to this week's game against Northwestern State really quickly. They're currently 7th in the Southland Conference with a 2-3 and three overall record. 1-2 and two in conference play. Tyler, this is a team that always plays the Bearcats tough. They do, and and I don't think you know being 7th in the Southland right now is, is a fair representation of, of the fight this team's going to bring. A, you can never judge a team's record when they play Sam Houston State University because everyone wants to beat the Bearcats. Northwestern State last year almost did on Sam's home turf at Bauer Stadium. It was a 40-36 to win for Sam Houston, but it was an absolute fight to the end. It was a game-winning drive that got put together to win that game. Um, and it had everyone holding their breath against a team that you wouldn't expect to be in that position with, you know, three minutes left in the game in the fourth quarter. So I think looking ahead to uh, to Saturday's game, you know, the question is, is Ty Brock going to be in a position where he has to do that? And the answer is hopefully not, but it's going to come down to the defense. And conference road games are tough. I mean, this team went to Thibodeau, had a lengthy rain delay, uh, but conference games, they're they're tough. They're, they're hard to win. Uh, so I wouldn't, you know bat an eye towards you know northwestern state don't overlook this team absolutely you know they have a quarterback that can sling the ball they have a pretty decent ground game uh keeler mentioned earlier in the week that this is probably the best most complete group of receivers that you know the bearcats have have faced so far personally i think this game will be one in the trenches though the bearcats defensive line versus the offensive line of the demons you know if the cats can get to the demons quarterback maybe force a couple turnovers i think i think the cats can walk away with the win yeah, I think that's true. You know, the the last time we saw this D-line have to make a huge impact near the end of a game was that game against Kennesaw State, and I think you're going to see something similar. You know, Northwestern State is versatile. Last year, in a four-point game, they had four different quarterbacks take snaps. Obviously, the leader of that is going to be Clay Holgerson. He's a senior now, um, and, and that man just, you know, you said it, he slings it. He has an arm, and he's got receivers that can go up and get the ball. Um, so I think the Cats defense is going to kind of see, you know, what they see across the week from them every week in practice, and it's going to be, how, how do you contain? Well, it's certainly going to be an exciting one, Tyler. The Cats will travel on the road this week to take on Northwestern State. Kickoff is set for 6 p.m. It will be broadcasted locally in Louisiana on Cox Sports TV and on ESPN3 for those not in the area. Thank you so much, Tyler, for joining me on Chasing the Cub this week. How can people find you in your work? So, yeah, definitely, uh, Ryan. It's always a privilege. It's been nice to get back on the mic with you. Uh, my work specifically, you can always head to the Houstonian Archives. Uh, just search my name, Tyler Josephson. But um, for for the broader range of my work, just anything with the Houstonian, hit us up on HoustonianOnline.com. Totally revamped website this semester. And, uh, yeah, social media, Houstonian News, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, all right. Always a pleasure. When we come back, we sit down with senior safety Adrian Contreras to talk more Bearcat football and his personal journey through the sport. Sticking with us. From the campus of Sam Houston State University, welcome to Chasing the Cup. Joining me now on Chasing the Cup is senior safety Adrian Contreras. He leads the defense on and off the field, and he's always just a class act. So thank you so much for coming on the show this week, Adrian. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. You feeling good after that Piney Woods win? Yes, sir. I don't know if you've ever listened to the show before, but we're going to start off with a little icebreaker to get things rolling. And I have a question for you, and it's a, it's a pretty interesting one. Here it is. You're a senior, about to graduate. What's the plan for you after football, Adrian? 
after football, well, I just finished up my undergraduate degree in accounting. I'm currently working on my master's degree in accounting to be CPA eligible. Um, so after football, if the football route doesn't work out for me, I plan on going to, into either the public or private sector. So before we get to that personal journey, I want to talk to you a little bit about the football season. So far, because we just finished talking about it last segment, give me your thoughts on how the season's going so far. You guys, 3-2 and two overall, 2-1 two and one in the Southland, heading to Northwestern State this weekend. Um, well, obviously, um, we're not fans of losing around here, um, so those two losses hurt. Um, but at the same time, it's not the worst start that we've ever had here in the past couple of years. Um, so we know that um, if anybody is capable of bouncing back and turning the season around, it's us. So. And one game I want to key on is last week's Battle of the Piney Woods. Eight straight wins for the good guys in the orange and white. You're a senior, so this game was nothing new to you. One thing I do want to point out, though, is that you've played your entire Sam Houston football career without ever losing to SFA. What does that stat kind of mean to you? Uh, it's incredible. Just knowing the the history and the rivalry behind it um, and knowing how intense and how passionate not only our fans are about that game, but their fans are. Um, just being able to say that I have gone undefeated against those guys um, is something that I can say to my kids or to past players and almost brag about. Um, it's an incredible feeling because um, when you're in the game, you really get a sense of what the, the game is all about. And you can sense it in the atmosphere, too, with the fans and, you know, it being at NRG and the media kind of hyping it up. Looking closely at that game, SFA scores 14 of his 21 points in the first quarter. They came out firing on all cylinders. And then DJ Curtis takes that 30-yard pick six to the house. And you guys just completely shut them down after that, taking a glance at the stats. The defense allowed 298 yards of offense, two interceptions, one fumble, one defensive touchdown. You guys got to quarterback Foster Sawyer all game long. Adrian, how have you seen this defense transform from week one to now? Well, in week one, we were just ironing out the details um, of our defense. Um, and so now, a couple weeks in, um, we know who we are. Um, we know our abilities and our strengths. Um, and just honing in on the details of the game, uh, the details of, every, of our game plan against every opponent. Um, and as you can see, we might not have started off the way we wanted to, but we were able to finish very strong. And you guys have a fairly young defense, you know, four starters or seniors out of the 11. Uh, what are you guys doing differently? Is it preparing more, trusting the system more, or trusting each other more? What do you think it is? Uh, we definitely trust each other. Um, we trust our coaches. We trust that the coaches are going to put us in the right position so that we can succeed. Um, and then we also trust our abilities. It's been a long offseason. Um, we've been at this thing for a long time, preparing for this season. Um, and so we just trust all the hard work that each and every one of us has done over the offseason. And I want to turn our attention to this week's game now against Northwestern State. It's a road game in Louisiana. The Demons are seventh in the Southland Conference with a two and three overall. One and two in the SLC. You know, what are your thoughts going into this game? Tell me about Northwestern State because you've, you've had the time, you've had the experience to play against them multiple times. Um, they're a very good team, uh, especially watching film on them this week. Um, and they always play hard against us. Um, as you know, last year they played us very tightly. Um, they have a very good quarterback who can sling the ball around pretty good. Um, their offensive line is one of the best that we've seen so far. Um, they have a couple of receivers that can go get the ball. Um, so it poses a challenge, but it's a challenge that we're excited to attack. Um, and we think that we're going to be just fine this week. And it should definitely be a good one. I'll provide more information about that game at the end of this conversation, so stick around and find out how you guys can tune into that one because it is a road game. I'll make sure everyone knows how to tune in and watch that. I want to focus on you now, Adrian. 
You've been a huge contributor to this Bearcat football program for the past couple of seasons on and off the field. Looking at your career stats, you have 253 total tackles, 164 of them being solo, three interceptions, 17 pass deflections, and three forced fumbles. But not only are you a leader on the field in being a team captain, but you're also a leader off it in the classroom. You were named the SLC All-Academic Team in 2017. Uh, talk to me about, you know, actually, don't talk to me. Talk to the possible future student athletes who could be listening to this podcast right now. Talk to me. Talk to those future student athletes. Talk to our listeners about the importance of that first word in that label, student athlete. Well, I think the student part is everything about the whole student athlete. Um, we love getting to play the game that we come here to play. Um, but at the same time, we're here to get an education, more importantly, um, at the end of the day, um, football is going to end for everyone, or whatever your sport is, it's going to end for everyone at some point, um, whether that's high school, college, or if you're blessed enough to make it to the next level. Um, so when that time comes, you need the backup plan. You need something, something to fall back on. Um, and so I think that's what makes that student part so important. And you're going to be learning your entire life. Um, learning doesn't stop because you get out of college. Um, so I think it's important for um, future athletes that come through Sam to understand that we're not just athletes. We're not just who we are and um, who you see us as on the field, but more importantly, we are students. And I know the second word of that label, the athlete part, takes up a ton of time and energy. Tell me about some of the hardships you've had to face when it comes to being a student athlete. You know, how have you adjusted through, you know, your time here at Sam? Well, it's definitely a time commitment. Um, football does take up a lot of a lot of time, um, but you have to learn time management and what your priorities are. Um, we are student athletes, so you have to prioritize not only your sport but your your school at the same time. And Adrian, do you have any any advice for those younger guys? You know, just transitioning into, into collegiate sports, um, looking to get right in the classroom and also perform on the field. It's definitely a challenge, but it's a challenge that is definitely doable. Um, I've done it. People before me have done it. Um, so when times get tough and you think that school is overwhelming, your sport is overwhelming, um, there's always people that will be there for you, um, who will be there to listen. Um, and just remember that you aren't the only one who's ever gone through this. There's been many people um, before you that have come and done the same thing, gone through the same things that you've gone through. So no matter what, just remember that you can do this. You're more than capable. And along with your academics, you also serve on the Sam Houston Student Athlete Advisory Committee. Tell me about the committee and what your role is with that. So I'm actually the president for the Student Athletic Advisory Committee. Um, and with that, um, we implement different community service initiatives, um, but we're not just community service, we're a lot more than that. Um, we also have to vote on certain legislation um, that comes up, um, and so me as the president, what I do is I'm the voice between our conference and our student athletes. So I have to talk with the conference about certain rules and issues, bring them to our school, and see what our school's input is and then I have to give our school's feedback back to the Southland Conference. Okay and it, it's, it's actually really interesting because I think most people don't realize that there's committees for that kind of stuff but there really is um, as far as like regulations and you know getting you know athletes voices out there but I want to go way back to your playing days at Eastview High School now you know how did you find your way to Sam Houston State kind of tell me that story. 
So growing up, I knew that I wanted to play football. Um, I knew I wanted to play in college. So when the time came and I started reaching out to different schools, um, I had a couple of opportunities, um, but a coach that recruited me, his name was Coach Petit. Um, he came to, this, to the school. Um, I met with him and we had a great talk. Um, he watched my film and then a few, a few weeks later, um, he gave me an offer to come play at Sam Houston State. Um, and so it was a really interesting time because there, it's a big choice to decide where you're going to go and uh, continue your career, but not only that, get an education. Um, so it was a really tough choice, but at the same time, um, Coach Petit made me feel like I was family to them. Um, when I came here and I was on campus, I fell in love with the campus. The campus is so beautiful. Um, the people here are amazing. They're so kind. Um, so when I was on campus, when I came to visit, I really felt, the f I had the feeling that this was home for me. So you get to Sam Houston State. You're a little freshman looking for some guidance. Who was that role model for you during your early years here at SHSU? Who was that role model and what did you learn from that person? So my role model was a fifth year senior captain. His name was Tristan Etch. Um, I learned a lot from him. Um, he was always there for me from the day I stepped foot into the building. Um, he made it known that like he was there to help me. Um, so it was really reassuring to know that there were people there that cared about me. I think the best thing that I ever learned from him um, was we were on the road home um, from Texas Tech and I was walking to sit on the bus and he was sitting and there was a seat open to it next to him and he told me to come sit next to him. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this fifth year senior, our captain wants me to sit next to him. Um, so I sit down and we get to talking um, and he tells me, he says, always prepare like you're a starter. It doesn't matter if you're fourth string, third string, second string, first string, whatever you are, always prepare like a starter because you never know what's gonna happen. You never know if somebody's gonna get hurt or if somebody gets switched positions. You never know what the circumstances are. So you always wanna be in the position where you're ready. Um, so the next week I took that to heart. Um, I prepared like I was gonna start. Um, and I, I didn't start that, that week, but the next week an injury happened and then all of a sudden I was the guy and I had to start. Um, but I felt very comfortable because two weeks before I had already heard this advice, prepare like a starter. So I didn't have to do anything different. Um, and so that's advice that I've stuck with, that has stuck with me since then, um, that I tell our younger guys now, just always prepare like a starter because you never know what's gonna happen. And I think it's always good for an older, you know, more experienced player to take one of the young guys under their wings and show them the ropes. I think that credits to the Bearcat culture, something you said you guys are, are focusing on transforming this season. What do you mean by that? Talk to me about the Bearcat culture. So for us, we felt like we have a really good culture, um, but we're always falling a game short or a few games short of our ultimate goal, which is winning a national championship. Um, so we figured there's got to be something that we can do to get that extra step to where we want to be. And so we know we have a good culture, but we want to make it an even better culture. Um, and so different aspects of that, um, just bringing younger guys uh, under our wings, um, trying to teach, us, teach them everything that we know and that we have learned, uh, experiences that we've gained, um, just so that they, when they have the opportunity to play, or play a major part in what we do here as an organization, they're up for the task. And 
you mentioned bringing players under under your wing. You know, are there any players right now that you're currently, you know, kind of mentoring and, and guiding through their careers? I would say a few, but I, I like to make it a point to um, take a bunch of people under my wing or get to know a lot of people. Um, but I think that is who we are as a culture. Um, we are a family. Um, we know everybody's name. We get to know people. We have conversations. We have relationships with everybody. Um, and I think that's huge. That's something um, that if you're a prospective student athlete, that's something that you should look for. Um, and then if you are an athlete here at Sam Houston, um, that's something that you love about it is that we are a family. And what do you think the importance of you know, having mentor roles like that. You know, what is the importance of that? I think it's huge because, like you said, I was a freshman coming in and I was a nervous little freshman. Um, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And then you have these guys who you can look up to but are also willing to take you under your under their wing and teach you everything that they know. Um, it's like this reassurance that everything is going to be okay. Um, it's this reassurance that you picked the right place um, and that everything – Everything that's in front of you is going to be all right. And we're, we're kind of, you know, cutting it short on time here, but I want to ask you a couple more questions. Taking a closer look at your career at Sam Houston, you're a senior. This is your last season here as a Bearcat. What would you say? I know it's a hard one, Adrian, you're laughing. What would you say is your best memory here? You know, that's very tough. Um, and the reason being is because we've won a lot of football games here, um, which is a blessing. Uh, we worked very hard for that. Um, but if I had to pick one, you know, how about how about we branch it out? Give me your, your top three memories. <laughs> that makes it even harder. <laughs> okay, first one would be freshman year. My freshman year, uh, we lose to McNeese, and uh, right after the game, their whole student section, their whole stadium, their sideline is going crazy. Um, on their scoreboard, it's the Southland Conference champions. And that was a goal that not, not only I had, but our team had. Um, and so uh, we had a chip on our shoulder after that. And uh, I just remember watching the playoff selection and seeing that we, were, we had the opportunity to go play McNeese if we went and won a game. Um, and then we ended up doing that and getting the chance to go back to uh, Lake Charles and play them at their place um, and then coming out on top. That was a phenomenal memory. That's something that I'll never forget. And that was, that was actually a, a pretty exciting game and actually a really phenomenal storyline. Um, you know, y'all dropping to McNeese in the regular season and then traveling to Lake Charles in the playoffs and, you know, beating them, the, the Southland Conference champions. I'm using air quotes there. Um, beating them at home. I remember watching that on, on ESPN. But that's number one. How about number two? My second best memory would be um, the honor of being voted a team captain as a sophomore. Um, it's it's something that you can't say like not everybody can say that they were respected enough to be voted by their peers uh, peers that are older than them um, as a team captain someone that's going to lead them uh, into battle every weekend um, so that's it's such an honor like I don't have enough words for that um, that's one of the best memories of my life um, that I and I happened to experience that here at Sam Houston my third best memory uh, third and final memory uh, would be graduating uh, with my undergrad degree um, this past May. Um, it's such an exciting time because I'm the first 
of my um, family to graduate from a four-year institution and so that was a goal of mine I know my parents were so proud of me um, it's something that I had dreamed of accomplishing my entire life um, especially being that my family hadn't been able to or had the means to complete that before um, it's something that I'm proud that I have been able to accomplish not only for me but for my family um, and so that's something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. And that's a tremendous feat too. I mean, you mentioned you were a freshman in 2015. You graduated in three years being a student athlete, like we mentioned before. Uh, so just tremendous feat. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much. What would you say is the most important lesson you learned from playing football at Sam Houston State? I know a ton of student athletes that learn a lot about themselves personally. I know a lot of student athletes that say they've learned life lessons from playing college football. You know, what have you learned? I think the biggest lesson that you can learn playing college football is that you can do absolutely anything that you put your mind to, whether that's um, transforming yourself physically so that you can become the player that you want to be, um, whether that's mentally learning the game, um, and then also as a student athlete being able to manage your time so that you can come out of this thing with a degree and that's the whole point of being a student athlete. Um, just honestly. If you want something, go get it. Um, if you want something, you're more than capable. Uh, and so that's that's the uh, lesson that best lesson that I've learned. And how have you seen yourself transform? How has Adrian Contreras seen himself transform from you know Eastview High School to Sam Houston State? I've matured a lot. Um, I've been through a lot. Um, I've been battle tested with my brothers, with my family. Um, these guys are my family. And I've learned so much. Um, I feel like this place has made me a better man. Um, I know that my future wife and my future family will benefit from all of the lessons and all the experiences that I've had from playing college football here. You're going to miss it? Oh, am I ever. I'm, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be so hard. What about it? I think everything. Um, just being able to strap the pads up, put on the helmet, uh, lace up the cleats and go out there and run around. Um, and have fun. I think that is going to be a huge thing that I'm going to miss. Um, but also, I've talked about it a lot, but the family part. Um, I truly do consider each and every one of the, these guys my brothers. Um, even the coaches, they're my family. Um, and I'm going to miss it because I've spent so much time with them. Um, it's going to be hard to be away from them. It's certainly a, a bright future for you, Adrian. Lastly, this podcast, Chasing the Cup, it's about the Southland Conference Commissioner's Cup. What does this cup mean to you and your brothers in that locker room? Is it is it talked about a lot? Oh yeah, uh, it's, it's very important because it is being successful, being the best, which is what we want to be, not only off the field, but on the field as well. Um, so yeah, it, it's huge for us. So you guys claim y'all's sixth Southland Conference Commissioner's Cup earlier this year, which is the most in the Southland Conference. What was it like to, to find out that, hey, Sam Houston State, they won the Southland Conference Commissioner's Cup. You know, it's huge because, like I said, we want to be the best, not only as a football program, but as an institution. Um, and so knowing that we've won our sixth now um, is just saying that we are the best at what we do. So a sixth Southland Conference Commissioner's Cup under this department's belt, gunning for that seventh one. Thank you, Adrian, so much for coming on the show this week. It was a pleasure. 
Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Can I get an eat em up cats? Eat em up cats. You can catch Adrian in the rest of the Bearcats. Play Northwestern State on Saturday. If you're in that Louisiana region, you can catch the game on Cox Sports TV. If not, don't worry. The game will be broadcasted on ESPN3. Kickoff between the Bearcats and Demons is set for 6 p.m. It'll certainly be an exciting one. Don't miss it. Up next, we have our Bearcat call the show and the weekly update. What's the latest news around SHSU athletics? Stay tuned. First and 10 for SFA after the timeout from their own 25-yard line. Sawyer wants to throw. Here's the pressure. Over the middle, intercepted at the 25, at the 20, at the 10, at the 5. There's a big pass in the end zone. And his name is DJ Curtis. Eric Fowler, you have to give him credit for that interception. He lowered the plume of the boom on Sawyer, and the pass went awry. It was picked off by DJ Curtis in the fair catch comes right back with a defensive touchdown. It's a pick six for the kid out of St. Charles, Missouri. And that was our Bearcat call of the show. One of the more recent ones we've done here on Chasing the Cup. But just a beautiful call, as always, from Cooter Robertson. That 30-yard pick six from DJ Curtis in last week's Battle of the Piney Woods was just a huge play. We definitely needed to play it here on Chasing the Cup. If you want to learn more about that specific play, the Curtis pick six, you can watch a BSN breakdown of it on GoBearCats.com. Go ahead and head over to the website and uh, check out that video. We have some business to take care of, though. And that business is providing the latest and greatest news in SHSU athletics. Let's get to it. The SHSU volleyball team was in action this week with a pair of home games. The Bearcats defeated the always tough Corpus Christi Islanders on Tuesday 3-2. And what was a big one for the Cats? Taylor Cunningham continued her run of high-level play, leading the Cats with 22 of SHSU's 51 kills and hitting a 283 on her 53 swings with 17 digs and 3 blocks. Madison Wallace also set a career high with 29 digs, helping hold the Islanders to just a 119 hitting for the match. The Cats then carried their momentum over into Thursday's road match against Nichols, winning in straight sets. Cunningham delivered 21 kills, which was the fourth time in six league matches she reached the 20-kill mark. The Cats hit a solid 238 for the night, while its league-leading defense did its part as well, holding Nichols to just 131 hitting in the straight set victory. It's a quick turnaround for the Bearcats as they continue their stretch of 6 matches in 12 days. They'll travel to New Orleans for a Saturday meeting with the Privateers at 1pm, before returning home for 3 matches next week. Turning our attention to the pitch now, the Sam Houston soccer team earned its first Southland Conference win of the season last Friday, with a 1-0 win over Northwestern State. Thanks to standout performances by Lindsey Bienski and Christina Hendershot, the win ended a dry spell that dated back to August 16th. Coming up next, the Bearcats hit the road for a pair of matches at Nichols on Friday and Southeastern Louisiana on Sunday. Coming up next, the Bearcats hit the road for a pair of matches at Nichols on Friday and Southeastern Louisiana on Sunday. For all the latest information on the Sam Houston State soccer team, visit GoBearcats.com or follow at BearcatsSoc on Twitter. Looking around at other notable programs preparing for action, the men's and women's cross-country teams are gearing up for the Arturo Barrios Invitational in College Station on Saturday. The women's bowling team looks to roll a strike in its season opener on Saturday at the SWIBC. And the men's golf team hits the course on Sunday to compete in the Quail Valley Collegiate Invitational. And that pretty much wraps up our show this week. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at BearcatVid or follow my personal Twitter at, at RPR Talks. 
I want to wish everyone a good day or night, whenever you may be listening. See you next week. Ryan Reynolds, signing off. Chasing the Cup is a presentation of Sam Houston State Athletics and the Bearcat Sports Network. This episode was hosted and produced by Ryan Reynolds. Jason Barfield is the executive producer. Special thanks to Adrian Contreras, Ben Reichard, and Shannon Carica. Music courtesy Midnight North, Selena Gomez, Kansas, Kanye West, The Whole Other, Hove, and Unicorn Heads. <laughs>